literally just saw a casual mattress that reminded me of you because the dad walks out into the porch. There's like six mattress boxes out on the porch. He's like, he's like, guys, the, the beds are here. And everyone's like really excited. I'm like, oh, that was damn two weeks ago. If I had like five kids, yeah, that would have been ideal. Yeah. But I don't have five kids, which is arguably the more ideal situation. But, um, you know, because I can get rid of beds. Getting rid of kids is what's commonly referred to as a crime. Yeah, I would, I would think that as well. Go ahead and hit us the intro. Good day, ladies and germs, and welcome to another uh, rousing episode of Hot Property. My name is Dan Scully. My name is Steve Richards. We don't know how rousing it will be. We'll try to get there, though, for you. I'm assuming it's going to be rousing because I've got a fair yeah. amount of energy in me. And we have a very I'm, special... I'm, I'm pumped. Oh, excellent. We have a special guest today, the host of the Depp Impact podcast, and also uh, broadcasting live from about 20 feet to my right, uh, my better half, Miss Jenna Kersey. Hi. Happy Welcome. birthday. Happy Thank birthday. You. Uh, How do you f- dirty 30 today. How do you feel about um, notching another decade? Um, I feel uh, compelling. I feel excited. I feel old. It happened, right? Yeah. <laughs> the tone the tone of your voice really is selling me on on all those adjectives. <laughs> well, I love Yeah, I, you know, I just feel so fucking excited to turn 30 again. Or not again. The fuck. <laughs> third time. Um, yeah, I mean, I love my birthday, but I just don't feel 30. So the yeah. doesn't mean anything to me right now when I say it. Plus out. plus the whole quarantine thing you can't really celebrate properly like that sucks. Yeah. And we had a hurricane all morning, so it was just like fucking yeah. garbage. That so, shit was intense, man. True Leo fashion. Like, well, the whole month is going to be about me then because there's quarantine and a hurricane. So, I feel like in a world where you make every in month all about you, this doesn't <laughs> feel special. Yes, it is. It's my <laughs> No, happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> on this side of 30, uh, one of the things that, that uh, is going to start to happen to you is you're going to realize that most people don't realize when they, got, when they suddenly got old, including really old people. So a fun side effect of this side of 30 is you stop, you stop respecting people because you know that they're just like, they're kind of just, uh, what's the word? Uh, they're flying by the seat of their pants. Uh, everyone yeah. just goes, oh, I was 15 yesterday and now I'm a CEO. And it's like, oh, I don't have to trust you. I don't have to know you. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was reading some kind of article that it was like um, growing old but not growing up and how our generation suffers from a huge um, a huge portion of arrested development that is hard to come to terms with because of just how absolutely fucked we were from the last generation. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, even even like Connor, like he, he's, he has a house, two kids. He's doing really well. He's still the same idiot that like I've hung out with my entire life. Oh, yeah. and, like every time we get together, we're just, we just turn back into absolute children. Like that's, you know, I do feel like we're going old, but not, not entirely growing up, so to speak. It's our, our vessel is slowly falling victim to yeah. entropy, but our souls are still filled with the same youthful exuberance as they always had. In a lot of ways, that's and a good with thing. more dirty words. Yeah. I've always also felt like, an old person in like a 12 year old boy's body. So I just kind of like have embraced that my entire life. But I think yeah. we looked so young 
that people treat us like children still. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe uh, you yeah. and I, but let's just say Dan is uh, the, on the bad side of 36 right now, right? <laughs> is there a good side of 36? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the first side. Yeah. I will say this. That's one realm that uh, I would like to be considered older because my parents still kind of view me as the nine-year-old little boy. And, and uh, it's frustrating to live that life. And I would love to just be like, I'm old. You're really old. Respect me. But it's just not the world I live in. Yeah. But. All right. What do we want to start with today, guys? Cause I, want, I, I want to start with some, a follow-up news item from last week's podcast, okay. which Jenna hasn't heard yet because it hasn't been released. So just bear with us, Jenna. <laughs> but I want to update everybody on the, um, the constant Zacharoni? grave... Oh. Oh no, Shakaroni's dead. All right, Shakaroni's uh, we never bring up Shakaroni again. <laughs> I have to bring it up one last time. We were at uh, Jenna's parents' house over the weekend to have a little uh, social distance barbecue for her birthday, and the Shakaroni commercial came on, and yeah. I pointed it out like, "Oh, look at that! It's the Shakaroni!" And just like the general room reception of the commercial was like, "Okay," <laughs> but like in my head, I was like, "Fuck yes, there it is." <laughs> Uh, and they were like, this is why your podcast is not successful. Um, so I, I want to uh, talk about the, ever, the ever-growing coffin that the uh, Major League Baseball organization is building around itself. <laughs> because of you, I started to follow it. It's crazy, dude. It's insane, man. So let's get a quick um, game check here. Uh, the average amount of games each team has played is between 10 and 11, right? The Phillies have played four. Um, because they immediately got um, had to get re-quarantined because of the Marlins. Goddamn fish. Never trust a fish. And then they extended that postponement until this past Sunday. Yesterday they played against the Yankees. Today their game has been canceled because of the hurricane. That's insane. They're just doing So they've played a total of four games. Now, if you look at the NLE st- standings right now, the Marlins um, were never meant to make any <laughs> sort of fucking sp- – I'm going to use a pun here. Any sort of splash in the standings. Right. But they are currently they leading. They to the top. That was a sailfish joke. That was good. They are Thank leading you. the league. They're leading the division uh, with a record of two and one because they've only played three games. <laughs> and because their record is two thirds, which is actually a really good record, um, but their sample size is so small, they're leading the division right now. I love to picture them all like in their locker room. They've, they've got IV drips. They're all coughing. But like the coach is giving them like the, the he's like, all right, guys, this is it. This is our chance to set, to shine. Opportunity is not. And we're swimming to the top of the rankings. Who's with me? And they're all like, ah! yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if yeah. they keep, if they keep fucking up and keep this record, they can make the playoffs really easily. This could be it. The other thing <laughs> the I wanted to say season, was the, the winning teams just like, world world fucking champions there's like there's one guy left holding the trophy yeah he's like i'd like to dedicate this win to everyone else on the team but me the one with the strongest antibodies <laughs> so one one thing i was upset about is that and this is the last baseball item i'll have um they had planned for this year a really cool event in the cornfields of iowa for the what they're calling the field of dreams game between the White Sox and the Cardinals. And they were going to play it at the actual field where the movie was shot. Uh, that's fun. But that got canceled because of COVID. Fair enough. <laughs> it's so, 
Yeah. <laughs> Shoeless Joe shows up. He's got a nice like ghost mask. He's like, hey. Yeah. I mean, you guys built so, it. That's the deal. After two like, weeks of playing, we had to cancel it. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Shoeless Joe. I know it came. I know it's a lot for you to get permission from the spirit world to be out here today, but you have to go back. <laughs> you are correct. We did build it, and so we did kind of bring up our end of the bargain. So you came, and I'm sorry. Um, we but now we're asking you to leave. A, a through line to the to the afterlife. Please leave, please. Yeah, please. you're gonna have to stay six feet away. Um, but uh, oh, oh, and then ghost COVID would be so scary. COVID six six six. Today there was a drone delay, which is the first of its kind because somebody flew a drone over the pirate stadium. But that's not really that interesting. What was uh what was the purpose of this drone? Recreation, or were they trying to like, you know, I think there's there more gambling involved. What if it turned out Pete Rose gambling the drone? I mean, the game's being broadcast on national TV. How would it be? How would you get an advantage? Well, if you're like you know dropping things down on players. Okay. I don't know how big no, this drone is. That wasn't going on. No, it was, a, it, was a, it was just for fun, I think. And You've heard of drone going. strikes, right? Yes, it wasn't that kind we of We could drone. really bring baseball. <laughs> baseball just devolves into a series of just violent drone strikes. No actual baseball. But Were you making safe a safe from COVID. Was what was that? A strikeout joke? No, but it could be. Uh, oh. Drone strikeout. We could put it in high. We That's could, yeah, good. We could fix that in post. Drone, drone strikeout. That, oh, that would be like Rocket League for baseball. It's a drone that keeps flying over our back porch. That's kind of creepy. It's very get weird. A, it hovers right over our porch. Get a BB gun and shoot that shit down. We should do that. My brother has a paintball gun. Do it. I think I have a paintball gun. Load it there up. Was a drone, there was a drone that uh, hovered over my house a couple weeks ago, and I immediately went on Amazon to see if I can get one of those high-powered airsoft rifles. Oh, they nice. Don't, they don't ship to Pennsylvania. Really? I have yeah. an airsoft gun at my parents' house. I should go it's pick damn, it up and take this drone out. Those damn Puritan laws, man. Yeah, you know what? I ordered, recently I ordered uh, pepper spray on Amazon. And they failed to deliver it four separate times. And so I've always just gotten a refund on it. And I wondered if there was maybe some sort of legal barrier that prevented them from delivering pepper spray. But I looked it up and there, there's no legal barrier that I can see. But at the same time, the other items that I ordered with this they got lost in the same shipment. When I ordered them separate from the pepper spray, I did receive them. The pepper spray is the only thing that I can't get, and I wonder if that is linked to airsofts not being able to ship in Pennsylvania. Maybe. I don't believe so, though. Maybe yeah, they're like, just a poor um, shipper. Yeah, they're a terrible company. Thing. Yeah, it's just Amazon sucks. Yeah, if you're going to ship everything to everybody at all times, you'd better ship everything to everybody at all times. You know, they're asking for a lot. The least I can get is some fucking pepper spray. Yeah. Yeah, you tell them. Because it, yeah, you, it, you wasn't, got him, it wasn't the Mothman prophecies time. that was this holding really up. Is, because I got the Mothman prophecies. This really is um, proof that Dan is definitely older than us because he just did a whole old man rant about not getting pepper spray from Amazon.com. Yep. <laughs> well, you know what? You better get ready because the way I figure it, I've got at least 15 years left and it's going to be filled with rants. Filled to the I brim. can't wait. That's why I started the podcast when we did. Yeah, lousy. yeah, we're running out of time. You're lousy with rants. Yeah. Um, so Jenna, did you see that for your birthday, um, a trailer dropped for a prequel to what I know is one of your favorite films? Emperor's New Groove? Oh, no. we talked about this. You know what it is. 
Did we? Uh, yeah. Sarah Paulson will be playing oh, Nurse Ratched yeah. in a in a television program. Yes, we did talk about this. I was like, we talked about this today. We did not talk about this today. We talked about this the other day. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought I saw that the trailer dropped today, so I thought it was they did it for your birthday because they knew what a big fan you were. Well, I wish. I should write to them and be like, thank you. <laughs> you should write to them and be like, thanks, but no thanks. Um, I don't think we need this one. Well, it's like what? It's a, Dan, you said it was a Ryan Murphy. It's a Ryan look. Murphy yeah. show. Yeah. The screenshots actually look pretty cool. Like, it looks sharp. But, yes, you know. And so, not all of Ryan Murphy's output is glee. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what I angle it's going to be, though. Is like, is it going to be like the origins of an evil nurse, or is it going to correctly be like, here's why Nurse Ratchet might not have been as villainous as we thought, you know? Yeah, she might not have been quite as nice to McMurphy because he's a rapist and a pedophile. <laughs> and he just, he just wants to—he's a rapist and pedophile that just wants to watch some baseball. Where's the crime in that? Yeah. <laughs> I do like the casting of Sarah Paulson. I think if you're going to do it, I think she's a pretty good choice of it. Yeah, if I could think of one actress that constantly makes me uncomfortable, um, that's definitely her. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I would have rolled my eyes at a Hannibal TV show, and that ended up being just fantastic. Now you're obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with it. And so yeah. as I roll my eyes at, at, at Nurse Ratchet a little bit, I go, yeah, you know, it, it'll, it could totally be cool. Who the fuck am I, you know? Well, I mean, I liked what Ryan Murphy did with uh, The Politician. That was a great show. I didn't see that one. I didn't see that either. That's good. What else did he do? What, what are we doing from? He's American Glee. Horror Story. Okay. American Crime Story. Mm-hmm. American Pie Story. American Hind Story. <laughs> American, American Vampire in London Story. Yeah. <laughs> American Werewolf in London. Damn it, I really fucked that joke up. American cheese story. It's just about Charlie <laughs> Cheese. <laughs> how much? How many cheese ends you have before today's episode? Actually, we had about half of a container left, and throughout mm-hmm. the day, I finished it. I Why? It top on the table. Oh yeah, I left the top there because I set it on the table so that I could lay on the couch with an open thing of cheese ends and read my book while, like, essentially drinking the cheese ends out of the. It was awesome. And Jenny, you choose to live with this man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what a what a lucky lucky lady you are. <laughs> you know, though I'm, I get the cheese ends out of there, but I always keep the cheese ends coming in. That's why you keep me around. I got my finger on the pulse of the cheese ends. If Shoprite's got them, even though it's Acme, if Acme's got them, then I've got them coming. So don't I worry about that. I about cheese ends before Dan. Um, how about some stupid questions? We can do stupid questions. Is there a butt after that? No, no, no. I was just oh. uh, exhaling. The cadence sounded like, we can just do the questions, but I hate that bit. We should stop it. Um, <laughs> no, I actually love that bit. I, okay. I'm totally into it. But I was going to say, while we're up top here, I think it would be uh, cool to let Jenna plug her podcast and tell us a little something about it. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. <coughs> so there's your butt. Oh, that's a good butt. That's a good butt. So I have a podcast called Depp Impact or I'm watching all of Johnny Depp's movies and I don't know what to do with that information. That is the full title. Uh, And it is the only, not the only podcast started during quarantine, but perhaps the only one named after a celebrity that doesn't appear in the movie it is named for. That's true, Johnny Depp is not in Deep Impact. He's not in Deep Impact. That's an Elijah Wood movie. 
but what I'm doing is I'm having guests and they come on and they pick a Johnny Depp movie to talk about and then we talk about it and just kind of figure out why we liked it or if there's something more to this movie that might have sucked like because I'm watching I'm truly watching all of his filmography <laughs> so I might as well just invite my friends to talk about his yeah. movie and I've had I've had firsthand experience witnessing this, which is why I have seen the first episode of Twenty One Jump Street, and Jenna has seen, um, unfortunately for her, I'd imagine more than the first episode of Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, half of the. And first. so this is a devoted pro uh, project. Yeah. So how many hours do you think you've logged with, um, with with Mr. Depp himself on screen? Uh. Oh man. Well, I was counting like hours of movies that we've watched during quarantine because Dan and I do like franchise projects. Yeah. Pirates We're halfway through Jason right now. Literally Pirates halfway. Um, the Pirates movies by themselves are 12 hours and like nine minutes of movie. Uh, so if I've seen like, I have a whole- When we did the math, I think they were like 13 and change. I don't remember. And still only like 20 minutes short of the entirety of the Freddy series. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, 100 movies. <laughs> well, I've probably watched so far about like probably 45 hours of Johnny Depp. <laughs> and that's but how many hours have you been Johnny Depp? <laughs> probably. Have we evened out? <laughs> um, yeah, so because I have a spreadsheet going and I still haven't seen like a lot of his movies. Because he has 91 illustrious film, television, and video game voiceover appearances. So, you know. Oh, he, right. he, played, he played Qbert back in the 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I'm going to have an entire episode. I'm going to have somebody watch all of his music videos. And then I'm going to watch somebody, like, have somebody watch all of the TV shows that he's only been in one episode of. Mm. Uh, like, he shows up in Family Guy for two seconds to be Edward Scissorhands. So, like, I'll have somebody watch that. <laughs> what video games has he been in? Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, all right. I'm <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As the resident... Is there a Rango video game? A what? A Rango video game. I no, feel I'm like sure that would make a is. great game. I'm sure there is. But you're going to be on, Steve. Yeah, I'm going to defend uh, the final... or not the final. We all know it's not the final. The latest <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean film. <laughs> it's the most recent. Yeah. That's actually something that we've... Uh, we're going through the, the Jason movies right now. And the best thing about every Jason movie is that it's positively convinced that it's the final movie in the series. And it yeah. just never is. And the only one that's not convinced it's the end is the remake. And that one probably will be the end. Franchises, I think, have the lowest self-awareness of all types of film. Oh, yeah. Because Except like, outside of the Like, this movie. is it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. They've made peace with it now. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we are forever. I mean, so family is forever. There is a Rango video game, and I have to tell you, I'm surprised at how well it's reviewed. <laughs> yeah? Sometimes those movie tie-ins are good. I loved the Toy Story game on PlayStation back in the day. It's or, got yeah, almost Aladdin a... on Sega Genesis. Don't even That's talk about that game. My rage will start blowing up. <laughs> it's does like the hardest the... game. Does he do the voice on the video game? Um... Oh, there's a siren. Oh, yeah, I can hear that siren, too. Almost on cue every time I talk to my mom on the phone, there's a siren in the background. Doesn't Always. Matter where I am. 
my mom's like, I always feel like you're in such danger. And I'm like, no, the sirens actually mean I'm safe. I don't si- think sirens so. Sirens don't go to the places where I'm in danger. I feel like it would be front and center on the Wikipedia page if you did. Yeah, probably. That movie rocks. It's not. I love that. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Dude, it's fantastic. It's a perfect movie. So I've, well, first I want to ask this question. Uh, Jenna, out of all the, on rewatches only for your podcast, what is the best depth film you've seen? Uh, Rewatches only? Yeah, like. Yeah, what what rewatched well? Yeah. Thank you for putting it in terms I could not. Because that's what I was trying to say. I do a movie (laughs) I think that. Well, Edward Scissorhands watches easiest, I think, because like as I was rewatching them, I was like, "Oh yeah, this movie's like really, really lovely." Um, Ed Wood was my favorite rewatch, mm-hmm. and Crybaby was my second favorite rewatch. Got it. All right, opposite question: What movie were you like? I can't wait to watch this. And then you left. You're like, "That was dog shit." Well, I mean every Pirates movie after the third one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember liking the fourth one a little bit. The fourth one was fine. The fifth one was pretty... We'll save that. <laughs> yeah. Save that for the, the first, show. Save that for The first show. one I still love a lot. There's a special mm. place in my heart for that one. I'm a big fan of three. I mean, I, I've <laughs> liked them all well enough, but three is probably my favorite. One's the best, but three is so much fun. Yeah. I was obsessed with the first one. Actually, you know what? I had never seen... I watched... Um, uh the man who cried which is a movie nobody's seen and that one was not great actually i I see that i've seen that movie every night since quarantine started (laughs) in my bedroom (laughs) Uh, but that movie was pretty stupid i also watched sherlock gnomes and i wanted to jump out a window (laughs) (laughs) what about um so, yeah. Uh, did you see Nomeo and Juliet by any chance? I did, I did see Nomeo and Juliet. Are they related? Separately, though. They're oh, okay. the same. Like, Sherlock Gnomes is the sequel to Nomeo and Juliet. Oh, he's like a Puss in Boots? He's the Sherlock Gnome. <laughs> well, I mean, like, the was, same way, like, like Shrek yes. was the movies, but then Puss in Boots, you know, tested real well. Yeah, yeah. It was is, that DreamWorks that did that? Yeah. So the, the the disappointing thing about that is that the original ideas that DreamWorks comes up with, um, I thought there was a lot of uh, gold left to be mined from the Over the Hedge movie, which I thought was really good. Over the Hedge. That's uh, Kevin Bruce Willis, James. No, Bruce a... Willis was a, was a raccoon, and they tried, they were, it's a heist movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm thinking of one where Kevin James is a cow, and it wasn't great. Is that oh, that's, that's some, something out else. on the range or something? Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's called like Funny Farm. <laughs> that's what it should have been called. Home on the range? Homeward Bound? Homeward, homeward Bound. <laughs> I love Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound's Dude, great. That, that was the first movie I ever cried at. It's so good. Remember in the second one when Michael J. Fox dog, it looks like he got hit by a truck? And then they look under the truck and he's just sitting there like this with his paws in his nose. And they gave us tension for like eight seconds. It was beautiful. That's an Ernie dog. That is an Ernie dog. So Kevin James's uh, movie where he played a cow is um, actually just titled Barnyard. Barnyard, okay. (laughs) It's about as good as that sounds. Yeah. Um, Not very, but there's a couple funny moments, of course, because you got to entertain the parents. But 
it's a uh, it's pretty it's pretty stupid i've not seen it, it. And I would like to see Over the Hedge now, though. That sounds cool. Over the Hedge was good. I remember when I was working in movie theater, that was like one of the animated movies I'd keep going back to, like, oh, yeah, this is the one where Bruce Willis is about to, like, tie a hose around that suburban human's ankles and trip him. That's going to be funny. <laughs> That's amazing. He ties the hose around his waist, and he's just like, something about this feels familiar. <laughs> And that's for the parents to be like, that's a Die Hard reference in my kids' movie. <laughs> my life is hell. I, I, do, I do believe there is a very, very, like, beat-you-over-the-head Die Hard reference. I just forget what it, what it is. Fair enough. But, you know what one of those animated movies was filled with, like, really natural references? The most recent Adam's Family movie. It's not, like, particularly great, but I really enjoyed it. It was one that I just went to, like, at a screening. Just like, yeah, I'll, I'll kill 55 minutes, you know? And it ended up, like, the voice work was a lot of fun. Oscar Isaac as Gomez is definitely inspired yeah. casting. But there was a lot of, like, really uh, deep-cut references to, like, cool horror stuff that wasn't beating you over the head with it, but just, like, certain throwaways. And, uh, nice. I don't know, it was a, like, there was one part where a character did the... Uh, 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 from the end of uh, uh, Body Snatchers. Okay. And... And that's an iconic moment that nobody under the age of, you know, 30 is going to really recognize. And I was like, oh, look at that. That was nice that they put that in there for me. The critic by himself at a children's movie. Yeah, Old Man Dan. Old Man Dan. Dan. I'm going to change all my, all my writings to have that pen name. And I'm just going to make my style just whining about shit. <laughs> old Man Dan. Everyone's like, everyone professors like, Dan, you're not that old, man. You're like, you're 36. You're fine. No, I'm Old Man Dan now. Like Time I'd come to die. over there and slap you <laughs> if I could get these knees to work. Get off my lawn, sir. This is a Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they made movies like they they used to make good movies back in the day when men were men and Denzel Washington was in virtuosity. Oh, that was the the peak of Hollywood back in my day. It's like it came out in '93. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do some stupid questions? Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is I'm not as old as I as I think. Yeah, we don't think so either. We're, we're still making fun of you, though. That's okay. Um, it's, it, as is your right. And duty, really. Um. All right. Uh, pick a number between... Jenna, pick a number between one and six. Four. <laughs> this is a good one. Okay. Um... You know how this bit works, right? No. Okay, I'm just gonna ask. I'm just gonna ask a stupid question off of Reddit stupid questions, and just go ahead and give either your funniest response or your or an actual genuine response, and see where it goes. Really, we just use these to open up the conversation. Um, if I were going to go to a Walmart and just start eating donuts out of the self-serve make-your-own-box thing. How many do you think I could eat before an employee noticed and did something about it? In parentheses, I eat fast. <laughs> Question. What donut bar at Walmart? This is totally yeah. news to me. I didn't know that was a thing. Like, you know when you go to the bakery and they have, like, the glass cases and you open them up, you can take the tissue paper and make your own box of donuts? Oh, okay, okay. You know, the self-serve self slash make-your-own-box thing. <laughs> okay. I, for some reason, I had it in my head as someone making their own donuts. Oh no! There's, yeah, they okay. make the donuts, but you can—they're available to either put do the right thing and put it into some kind of vessel to take home, yeah. 
or as this person posits to eat right Just away. Eat. Yeah. Note to self, don't don't give Walmart the benefit of the doubt in cool things. Of course, yeah. just a box of donuts. I actually think this is a very, I've spent a fair amount of time in Walmarts. <laughs> Uh, and I actually think you could probably eat a dozen donuts without anybody noticing you. <laughs> yeah, this guy <laughs> says he eats fast. Do, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Like, they would just walk away. <laughs> I haven't spent, I haven't been in a Walmart very recently. But from what I understand about certain Walmart-related memes and stuff, security there is pretty lax because people tend to shop almost completely naked if people of Walmart are to be believed. Yes. So I feel like that's one of those things that a Walmart who can afford to lose a few donuts sees on the security thing and is just like, you know what, why don't we just, uh, why don't we just call the cops and let them figure it out? Because yeah. like, we shouldn't put anyone in danger here and I don't care if he eats the donuts. Well, really, they don't really care. Like they have, it's like Walmarts are warehouses essentially. So yeah. if, if, you're in the donut section the odds that you're going to run into an employee who's not just the guy standing at the front of the store scanning uh receipts like is yeah. very high so you could probably just keep shoving things in your mouth and nobody would even think about it store security is just like all right uh, i see that ellen at the door with the stickers is uh pretty close to the uh the donut guy can we send her over there to maybe uh <laughs> I don't know, give him a sticker or something. If that like, works. Excuse me, sir. Can you stop? I mean, I know that when I worked in at Rite Aid when I was in high school, like people would try to steal all, or like eat boxes of donuts. They'd just open them up and like shove them in their mouth. Or like this one time, this dude walked out of the store with like a cereal box in front of his pants. So people just they just walk out with things or just eat things, you know. Like, and I didn't say anything. Yeah. Watched. People are, I, are disgusting and shameless. <laughs> and that's, that's why, and we're going to dive deep into it. Um, so I think yeah. that, you know, the, the question here is twofold. Number one, this guy says he can eat fast, but how fast are we talking? Are we talking about yeah. Nathan's hot dog champion? Um, yeah, is this uh, Joey Coconuts? I, Joey, what is his name? Joey Chestnut Fast? Joey Chestnut, that's it, yeah. Or are we I, talking you know, like... Be Joey Coconuts. Joey, yeah, okay. So his, this guy's name is now Joey Coconuts. Can he eat? How many donuts can he eat in, I'd say, about 20 minutes? And number two, once the first donut is gone, how is the store going to keep track of any post uh, first donut to charge him for it anyway? Yeah. I feel like that's not a you're going to, we're going to charge you. I think it's more just like get out. Please like, stop. Just get out now okay. and you're not allowed back. But here's the other question. I think that while the store might be lax on a response, other shoppers, given uh, the right circumstances, might not be so lax on a response. And an incident could certainly arise that way that would certainly put a uh, pump the brakes on the whole donut eating situation. Yeah, because I think that's the store's main problem is that you're not only using the inventory that this dude is shoving down his gullet at a rapid rate, you're also grossing out all the customers around him who are exactly. not going to... If I, wa if I was going to be like, oh, man, can't wait for that Walmart donut, and I walked up and saw this dude just fucking housing eclairs at a monstrous uh, pace, I wouldn't want – I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go somewhere else. Maybe through that Dunkin' Donuts where they actually have better, you know, good donuts. Mm. I mean, would, if you saw that, though, would you stop him and be like, you can't have all those donuts. Think about no, I would. everyone else here. <laughs> 
what are you doing? You know, you, did you do one of those? Think about the community, man. No, I wouldn't. You do can't that. even be hungry at this point. It's just not also, possible. Is this pre or post COVID? Is he wearing a mask? Ooh, he's just eating through the mask and crumbs are going everywhere. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yes, there is. There's going to be a completely separate answer for each scenario, but let's just say that we're in, we're in COVID times with this question. Oh. I would say if it's the South Philadelphia Walmart and there was nobody else in the store except employees, you could finish all of the donuts at any rate. But in the South Philadelphia Walmart, if you're and there's other customers there and you're eating the donuts, you will be bleeding in maybe two to two and a half donuts deep because <laughs> someone's going to use that as a reason to try and hurt you. Now let's I'm gonna do one it's more scenario and then we're gonna move on. Sure. But let's say that the three of us are working at the South Philadelphia Walmart late at night. Oh god. And and we see this dude, nobody else in the store, just start going to the donut and start eating them and eating them and eating them. And I'm staring at him and you guys kind of like walk up next to me, like going to the south. I'm like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. I want to see where this goes. <laughs> I've been here for three donuts. So we'll start it at three. But it looks like he's been here a while. But let's just guys, keep let's, let's see how far he can go. Yeah, I think I, my response yeah. would be to locate which donut I'd like most and just be like, hang on, hang on but, 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 and then just grab one donut for me and sit back and eat yeah. it while he goes to town. And we should all do that. Then we can only just eat donuts together, except he's yeah. the, the lion's share. <laughs> Let's split one donut. Yeah. And we'll each take a little bit. <laughs> all right, Dan, give me a number between one and five. Uh, one. Where is your tongue supposed to be resting in your mouth? I, this is a Reddit meme. I hate it. Because it's designed to remind you that your tongue exists in your mouth. And then when you're thinking about it, you start to have, you know, I don't know what to do with my hand syndrome, but with your tongue. Ooh, this is a dirty trick. This is like a Rickroll. But, so I, I think mine rests like in the base of my teeth, but the tip is kind of touching the, my top layer of teeth. Yeah, that's, that's where mine is right now. No, mine just sits flat. You have a huge tongue. Yeah. <laughs> show Steve your tongue. Show Steve your tongue. Wait. That's pretty big. I have a little sweet baby tongue. Look. It doesn't come out far. You have a normal tongue. Yeah. But I can do this with it. That's kind of fun. Can you fold it? Mm-hmm. I love how this is an audio segment. Yeah, this is great. This is great for our audio <laughs> listeners. So for everyone no, listening, this, uh, we, we all just stuck our tongues out at each other and started flailing them rapidly around. <laughs> Very frequently on Reddit, there'll be like a thing that's like, uh, you know, what's an interesting fact that you don't, you know, something like that, or like an Ask Reddit thread, or like what's something that, uh, that you, can't, you can't unsee once you see it. And someone always goes, uh, what's your tongue doing right now? Is it just chilling? Are you holding it up? And then it becomes a big comment thread where people respond that they're bugging out because they're now conscious of their tongue. Yeah, I could say I'm there. I, I'm there yeah. right now. It's it weird, right? It doesn't really freak me out because I think about it all the time because <laughs> I, I sing. So like, I'm like, oh, my tongue's just, that's where it is. <laughs> it doesn't freak me out too much because I just don't care, but I thought it was interesting. Yeah, that's a good one. You know. Yeah, I mean, if we were alone, it would probably freak. It would freak me out if I was alone. But I don't know. 
You'd be like, where? Well, because I wouldn't be talking to people. I would just be sitting there silently aware of my tongue. And yeah. that would be unsettling. I mean, I've done it. I've, I'm familiar with this Reddit meme. How is the question worded again? I just deleted it. <laughs> let's just move on. Jenna, yeah, pick it in between one and four. <laughs> four. This is a good one. All right. Okay. This is going to, we got a lot of legs on this question. Um, <laughs> if it's a question about spiders or centipedes, I'm going to slap you later for that pun. Um, no, but did you see that fucking crazy octopus video they got? No. Nope. That was this week. It was an octopus yeah, walking on the sand. Motherfucker. Like super, super. I almost said it to you, but I knew you'd be mad at me. <laughs> this is all James Cameron's fault. He yeah. started going deep into the Mariana Trench. He, whatever it's called. He broke nature's contract and now octopi are walking on the land. Dude, lake. it's, it's scuttles too. It scuttles real fast. Anyway. Um, I don't like if that. I, if I see Sean Bean in public and I want to take a photo, how do I call him? Do I call him Mr. Bean? I think I would call him Ned. See, no, this is this is a really interesting question because Mr. Bean is obviously the most formal way to yes, approach it's, it's correct. an actor. I wouldn't I wouldn't feel comfortable calling him Sean because that's too informal. I'm not on a first name basis with him. And obviously calling him by any sort of role that he's ever done is just fucking stupid and amateur and bush league. <laughs> so yeah. the the only reason the only way you could possibly get a photo with Sean Bean is to call him Mr. Bean, unless there's another way that I haven't thought of. I think the, the soft approach is, hey, does anyone ever tell you you look like Mr. Bean? He would hate that. Yeah. But I mean, it's enough time that someone could get a picture of you pointing at <laughs> I think I'd just say Sean Bean. I think I'd drop the Mr. altogether. Yeah, that's probably the correct that's answer. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like anytime I've ever run into a celebrity or met them, I've only passed by and just been like, you know, been like, Will Ferrell? <laughs> you know, like, so I never met yeah, Will Ferrell. Like, hey, is that John Lithgow? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, remember when we saw John Lithgow? Yeah, on the street, in front of the yeah. boys. That no, was you so also, funny. You bring up a really good point, too, because, like, if, say if I ever saw Barack Obama, I wouldn't call him Barack, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable saying, like, hey, Obama, because he might think he's in danger. Yeah. Um, so, I think Mr. President is still what you call ex-president. Oh yeah, yeah. Mr. Um, President is the right way to go. You know, I mean, your discretion, of course. I think at that point, it's no longer that disrespectful. <laughs> but I mean, I would, well, I would feel fine calling Obama Mr. President, whatever. Also, um, today is his birthday as well. Hey, I, know, I saw that too. Nice. And Megan, um, Royals I, Megan, what? Megan Markle. Oh. Duchess of wherever. <laughs> Not, not anymore. Oh yeah. Is she gone? Now it's just now it's just regular person Meghan Markle. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I mean, she's always gonna have. Uh, wasn't she a? Uh... That's Sussex. Is that what I mean? No. What was the? Oh no, I'm thinking of the other royal person that came out of uh, Let's Make a Deal or whatever the show is with Howie Mandel. Yeah, it was Howie, it was Howie Mandel. No, the sorry, you know where they all sorry, sir, sir Howie Mandel. Sir Howie Mandel. Um, is, wait, is Sean Bean served? Because that could help. Sir Bean? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, is he American? <laughs> What's the name of the show that one of the royal wives or whatever uh, started as a model on a, holding the briefcase that you bet money for with the banker? What is that show called? Deal or No Deal? Deal or No Deal. That's what, geez, that was going to kill me. 
Did Kate Middleton? Yeah, let's let's make a deal with Wayne Brady. And also, ironically enough, this is the second time I've talked about let's make a deal this week, and I haven't really? seen it in years. Yeah, I'm disappointed that you didn't say this is the second time I've talked about Wayne Brady this week. No, Megan. That, well, yeah. Meghan Markle was the one on Deal or No Deal. She was the mm-hmm. Deal or No Deal? Okay. Boom! I knew something. And then, and then she married who or was related how? She, she was, today's her birthday too. Um, oh. Married Harry, I think. Okay. So Sean Bean is, is English, but he is not knighted. One day. You know what would be so funny? It would be I mean, so how, wait, hang on, wait. How can you, how, if you're the queen, how can you not knight Sean Bean after the following movies Patriot Games, Goldeneye, Ronin, Lord of the Rings Trilogy, Equilibrium, National Treasure, uh, Troy, Flight Plan, North Country, The Island, Silent Hill, Black Death, Jupiter Ascending, and The Martian. And he has died for the country so many times. So many times. Yeah. That would be great if she went to knight him and, like, in real life, you know, they do the sword on the shoulder. They just slipped and cut Sean Bean's head off. And it was like, oh, Sean Bean, in the most on-brand move ever, died today while being knighted. And in, in somebody's arms, as he dies, he just whispers, it's just like in the simulations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he dies, and then Michelle Rodriguez is like, that's it, I'm leaving. And then she slips in the blood and lands on the sword and also dies. Because she's a, a regular dyer, too. I have a Sean Bean action figure. Uh-huh. You do? Can you show us? Oh, no, I guess it's... As Boromir, I can... And- I'll pull it out. <laughs> we'll do it later. We'll do it later. It's okay. I was hoping it was the guy from Equilibrium because that'd be a really deep cut. That would be cool. No, yeah, I they only made two of those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, pick a number one through three. We'll do, we'll do one more. You're up, Jenna. No, I just picked it. You did? Okay, so it's me. Pick, uh, it, pick it again. It's your birthday. Fuck you, Dan. Yeah. Yay. What were the options? Lucky one, you. two, three. One, two, three. Yeah. Two. Uh, actually, I meant to not put this one in because it's not actually really funny. Three. It's stupid. Three. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? I messed up. We only got one left. All right. So this is, you don't get a choice. <laughs> Happy birthday. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, did Nazis use Swiss army knives in World War II? I'm trying to debate around the campfire. Since the Swiss were neutral in World War II, did the Nazis use Swiss army knives during the war? If so, does that make them arms dealers and, in fact, not a neutral party? Ooh. That's interesting. I mean, would they have access to Swiss army knives? I did no research. I just wanted to put it up for debate. I wonder when Swiss army knives kind of became in vogue. And I would only imagine in Germany they would get their hands on them at that time by discarded Swiss army knives from soldiers, the way that a lot of, you know, war entities get weapons. But I don't know. Did they so the earliest, model, the earliest model goes back to 1890. Okay, so we can be reasonably sure that they were available to the military. I do think that this person's uh, use of the words arms dealers is a little aggressive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if the Swiss issued them for the military to use... Yes. If German soldiers happen to have Swiss army knives from life, no. I would agree with that. Also, when was the, like, Swiss army knife patent, you know? Like, when did they name it a Swiss army knife and it wasn't just, like, a utility 
Because the Swiss so, are so, like these are just army knives. Yeah, it's just a pocket knife, you know. I mean, all of their all of their models are named Soldier Knife Model and the year it was released. So we could assume that they've in in Switzerland, they were probably issued to their soldiers, alongside cheese with holes in it. But <laughs> why they would issue them to German soldiers, I don't know. Unless it was such a highly manufactured item that it was exported to Germany or Germany ordered that as their knife of choice for the war. Now the years here are interesting because that is what I was looking for, but they have an 1890, a 1908, and then it skips in 1951. So they skip over one and two, essentially. What do you mean skip over one and two? Like World Wars one and two. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe because of their, their, non-interference policy they considered this and said we're not we're not putting them out there anymore or maybe yeah. they put them out there and they were like everybody shut the fuck up we're gonna wipe it from history we don't want any part of this dirty business but we got to move knives yeah i do think like i said the the term arms dealer here is definitely incorrect but if you know insofar as you know if we see if we were to see a bunch of nazi soldiers going into sears and they're all buying one certain thing then you know then we got to start asking questions yeah, yeah. I, but you know what? To be fair, I have a Swiss Army knife. It's a good knife. Really, I don't. really good knife. It, it's got everything you could possibly need. It really does. It no longer has the toothpick attachment because I dropped that down the uh, sink drain when I was much younger. But otherwise, <laughs> oh, the tweezers too. But, um, you know, so it goes. That's what happens when you get a Swiss Army knife when you're eight. I remember I dropped mine in uh, a lake in upstate New York. Um, when I like three days after I got it, and then my parents were like, "This is why we don't get you anything." And I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." <laughs> so we can't have nice things. Mine had my yeah. name on it. It was actually from Switzerland. My aunt sent it back for me. I have it somewhere around here. It's a really nice piece of equipment. That's awesome. Some of them, though, like I remember my grandfather had one World War II vet um, for America, so this doesn't apply anywhere else. But uh, his his Swiss Army knife, like mine, is like this thick, like this A24 lighter that I'm holding. But his was like much wider. It was like the width of my phone sideways, oh like my this. God. And it was to the point where you'd like pull the screwdriver out and then like to screw, you'd be like, it's there's actually not enough room. So it was a really massive failure of a functional Swiss Army knife, despite having like it had like a flint on it, a magnifying glass, like really anything. That's not like a Swiss Army knife plus. Yeah. It had like a flash drive. Yeah. A keyboard that pops out. A sandwich you could eat whenever you were hungry. It was always good. It was, it was good. It was useful, but it was not always functional because of the placement of certain items. Well, while we're thinking about hunger, should we move on? I know you. I know you're excited about we whatever you brought the to the table today. Open the cupboard. Okay. Um, I mean, does anyone want to start? Or do you actually, want to start? I I have nothing prepared for. It. I, okay. I have. I have well, actually, I before let me let me transition this way. I saw a video today that I was so fucking excited about sharing with you um, because it's about two things that we've talked about on multiple episodes of our podcast. Okay. This um, this YouTube video called Mythical Kitchen, which is an offshoot of the Rhett and Link channel, Good Mythical Morning. I don't know if you're familiar at all. I'm unfamiliar. No. So Mythical Kitchen makes like they have this one series called um, Snacks Match. And the video they released today was um, where they take like two snacks and mix them together pretty much. Yeah. But like they show if you the, the two process. snacks are Pop-Tarts and butter, I'm going to be so happy. No, no. But 
Can you guess what the other, what, can you guess what they might be after I told you the hint that I gave you that we've talked about them multiple times in this podcast? Um, I'm assuming that it's got to do with Pop-Tarts and Fruit Loops. No, neither. Is it Cheese Ends and Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> no, it's um, this is your, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch and oh. Kit Kats. What? Yeah, they made a Cinnamon Toast Crunch Kit Kat. Those are your favorite things, Dan. I know. That's all of the things. That's both of the things, which is all yeah. of the things. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, dude. I'll send you the link after the podcast, but definitely look it up. Um, it is a magical looking thing. They like melt. They pretty much blend and melt. Um, they, me- they melt white chocolate and then blend Cinnamon Toast Crunch into it and then make the wafers out of Cinnamon Toast Crunch and then put it all together. And it looks amazing. Oh my God! Can I buy this from them somehow? No, but they give you. The, I mean, they give you the recipe. Okay, I was gonna say money's not an object here. I will pay literally anything. No, that I is... mean you have to. You can get like chocolate molds off Amazon, and then you got a tempered chocolate, which is a huge bitch to do. But you could. I do think it what's ultimately gonna happen is I'm just gonna is I'm just gonna use a a a Kit Kat to eat a scoop of cinnamon toast <laughs> crunch like a spoon, and it's gonna take me there, and that's gonna be good enough for me. You got to get the white, the white chocolate Kit Kat, though. I'll just throw another white chocolate. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do both. Yeah. I'll, I'll actually, I'll break two off of each Kit Kat, original flavor and white chocolate. I'll lick the middle and, like, meld them and then use that as my spoon. No, you know what you could do? You could use the Kit Kat as, like, bread. So, like, line uh, toast crunch on top of the Kit Kat and then put the other one on top of it and then eat, like, a sandwich. Remember when you said, what do you want to do for your birthday? Yeah. You you just answered your own question. That's it. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Okay. That's happening. Especially if you get the king size one, then you really have some real estate. Oh yeah. I'm king. That's what we're doing. So I don't know if we're gonna have time to talk about unsolved mysteries after this, Steve, but I think we do need oh, to table fuck. that uh yeah. for at some but Jenna's also seen him, so we could do it. I could snack corner real quick. All right, snack corner real quick. All right. So uh in my hand right now, I'm gonna open this bag of chips. And I'm going to take a bite out of it because these are one of Lay's new flavors. What? Gino's Steaks Philly Cheese Steak Lay's Potato Chip. Oh, and, my uh, God. I got to say, it's, it's a mixed bag because it's good. It's definitely tasty. But you also have to consider that, like, Gino's Cheese Steaks are not the number one cheese steak, really. I mean, no. I, I'll totally eat it. I have no problem. Della I've never Sanders had a cheese delight. steak I didn't like. But, uh... You know, it's just, they do have the best branding. Um, it's a really great logo. Gino's a really nice guy. This is a, so of course this was the one that would become, you know, Lay's. But at the end of the day, it just tastes like a potato chip. It's salty. It's got like a little bit of a cheese to it, a little bit of a beef to it. Um, you know, and, and, and it does, the problem with like the, the spinoff flavors like this, like sour cream and onion will always taste like sour cream and onion. But like all of these special flavors, after a while, the flavor kind of evens out. You don't taste it anymore, and it just tastes like chips. And so then I'm mashing them in my face, like, just for the textural experience. So it's like kind of a sloppy thing, but I, I do like them. I think they um, salt and vinegar. See, I don't love salt and vinegar, though. And these don't have that. Salt and vinegar, to me, tastes the way feet smell. And I don't get that from them. But I mean, at the same time, it is like a salty, vinegary chip in a way. Wait, so they're not even ruffled? They're just regular Lay's? Regular Lay's, bro. 
I gotta say, fuck this, fuck the snack. <laughs> it's tasty, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna say fuck it too. But you know, I'll put it this way: I was when I bought them, I was like, "There's no way I'm not gonna finish these before we do snack cupboard." I'm proud but, of like, you. I still have I still have almost half the bag left, just because like anytime I eat them, I get ten deep, and I go, "It can't really taste it anymore." <laughs> and I should at this point, I should just have a potato. Now I'm on. I'm a huge fan of putting chips on sandwiches, and so your next step should be putting the chips on a Philly cheesesteak. Interesting that you mentioned sandwiches, because the other item I wanted to bring to the snack corner was a wild sandwich that I had this weekend. But Jenna mm. also had a sandwich, and I think that because it's your birthday, and I've talked too damn much, and I'm eating chips, I want you to tell us all about Elsie's. All right. So there's this place in Hadfield. Can Elsie's. you meet yourself and gonna eat chips while Jenna's talking? I can. <laughs> um, and it's called Elsie's Pickles. And they were on like a thrillist list or something because I think I know where this is going and I'm very excited. Make pickle sandwiches. Yep. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> pickle sandwiches, aren't there always pickles on sandwiches? Or at least regularly pickles on sandwiches. No. This is pickle bread. Mm. So, Dan and I, as like a special birthday treat, my brother picked us up some pickle sandwiches. And they were insane. <laughs> yeah, it's like they, they dig out the, like the middle of a pickle. So it's just like yeah. the outer edge and they just make a sandwich on it. It's sloppy as hell and it's so salty because it's pickles, but man, oh man, it's I delicious. I forget what your sandwich was, but I had like a three cheese and a bunch of veggies like piled on top of a pickle. And they're like huge, you know, they're like the size of a head. <laughs> oh, you're barrel pickles. You're a vegetarian, right? Yeah. Dan, you are decidedly not. I'm not. I had mine had it was like uh, what do they call them? Well, anyway, it was corned beef, uh, coleslaw, Swiss cheese, and Russian dressing. On oh, the you had a, a Reuben. Reuben, that's the word I was thinking of. Yeah. It was fantastic. I mean, it was coleslaw instead of sauerkraut, but uh, it was. It was really something. Yeah, it was really good. Ooh. I want to try the falafel sandwich that they have. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen was... those pickle sandwiches, and I really wanted to try one. But I, 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 you, you both um, confirmed my worst fears that it would be A, messy, and B, really salty. So I'll still try it if, I, if it comes to me. But The, salty... the saltiness? Oh, go for it. Yeah, I, like, I, didn't, I wasn't like afterwards <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> yeah it's it's salty in the moment but you don't feel like the effects of the salty because like okay. essentially you're getting tons of electrolytes too because that's in you know pickles but i found it much easier to eat with a knife and fork as yeah. opposed to with my uh, yeah. hands like i couldn't do like the two pickle halves with the sandwich stuff in the middle like i had to do one half of a pickle and one half of the pickle with like whatever mm. <laughs> yeah wound up on either side but it was definitely highly highly recommend nice agreed elsie's pickles what was their website it's like picklesandpeace.com yeah something like that whatever <laughs> and it was good. A bottle, you can just get some pickle brine and pickle your own shit so like, what yeah and they they're do it giving free. they're giving away the farm they're giving it away they yeah. keep <laughs> that is crazy that they're like they're almost like a pickle brewery like they've just got pickles coming non-stop because yeah. they got to make sandwiches they sell you know, uh 
uh, her brother came home with like pickles too. Just they have good pickles, and they are really good pickles. It, it was like a, a hearty pickle. And I'm that's more of a bread and butter no guy. Carbs. <laughs> yes, yes. We yeah. have a disagreement about that in this house. Uh, bread and butter are my favorite pickles, but I don't discriminate. I like them all. But yeah, I mean, I, I give her a space. tail now and again. Yeah. Those you ever have a wickle? What's that? A wickle? Is that a whiskey brined pickle? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a spicy pickle. But the brand oh. name that we found is called Wickles because they're like, Wicked Pickles. Oh, it's not God. a diary, it's a journal, All right. Dad. Wickles. Mom, my. my yeah, that's, a, that's a quote, too, from her brother after we stole the Wickles. What? Mom, where are the. Mom, where are the Wickles? He's <laughs> <laughs> so upset. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, all right. So do we have time to talk about Unsolved Mysteries? Like 10 minutes? Tim, we can, we can gloss over a few. I have a great theory about the first episode that I think is a lot of fun. So the first, the one thing that I realized when I was watching the new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix, which by the way, I thought would be scarier to me because when I was a kid watching it, I thought there was a lot more supernatural stuff going on. If you look back at them, not really. They make up a very small percentage of it. It's mostly about missing people. Well, then those are the ones that definitely stuck with me because that's why I was scared all the time. Yeah. But what well, was weird but, is but, I found but, the Supernatural one kind of weak on this season. I didn't see that one yet. I only watched the okay. first four. But in the defense of television, I'm easily scared. So yeah. it's... <laughs> I'm scared of everything, honestly. Um, and you know that's how I've lived so. That's how I've lived so long. Every time I hear that, I get like the willies. So after four episodes of unsolved mysteries, I'm going to finish them tonight. Um, I there's one common denominator that I want to just get out of the way, and that is all the victims were always described as like. Great smile, great laugh, always happy, so kind. First to help you when there's the end when there's anything going down. The kindest person I've ever met. So my theory is, if you stay an asshole, stay alive. <laughs> I've always so, found like I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, and that what always happens is they show everybody just like, you know, before before they disappeared, man, just the best person that you could ever be a part of. You know, you could ever you could ever be a friend with. Blah blah blah, and then like. You find out later in the podcast that the missing person was just fucking everybody. And then yeah. you find out later in the podcast that, that the people that, that loved this missing person were just fucking her hardest. And so it's like always, there's always more to the story. So whenever like a missing person, they're like, oh, or like a person does something, oh, they were the nicest person in the world. I'm like, they were a person. I'm sure yeah. they weren't, they weren't uh, you know, the best person you've ever met. Yeah. In hindsight, now that they're dead, because you want to see them like, you're a good person, you say that. But exactly, they, that's but, what I mean to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it always, right, so, I listen to so much true crime where it happens, where everything starts idyllic, and then you yeah. find out later that nothing was idyllic. There was orgies everywhere, and like 10 people were already murdered in this town. I mean, it's just crazy things like that. Um, so episode one was the one with uh, Ray Ramirez. Yes. And... He was, um, spoiler alerts, by the way, for anyone who's seen this shit. Um, yeah. uh, spoiler alert, there's no solutions to any of these mysteries. Yeah, they're all unsolved. Um, but I've, I've actually, no, I've actually solved them. I've solved all the mysteries I've seen. Okay. 
Um, so Ray Ramirez was, it was ruled a suicide. Um, he was found in an abandoned conference room of a hotel via a hole next to the parking garage, but it was ruled that in order for him to have gotten through that hole, he would have had to run like 40 feet off of the roof mm. hotel and the, the, the height of the parking garage would not have provided enough velocity for him to make that very small hole. Do you remember, do you remember this episode? I remember this episode because my favorite true crime podcast, sorry, the cat just walked in my room. Uh, my favorite true crime podcast did this case and it was like the week before unsolved mysteries came out. So it was, uh, I got all the deets. So what is your, what is your solve? Well, there's more, sorry, the cat just got on my lap. Hi. Um, it was funny. Head. It was it was funny watching the cat go from Jenna's lap to your lap over the course of the last like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, we're we're in adjacent bedrooms right now. Um, so that first one. So the issue with it was that this guy didn't seem like he was going to kill himself. Which that's another thing that always happens. They go, he never would have killed himself. And then you learn more about the story, and you're like, I would have killed myself if I was that guy. <laughs> that, that always happens in every true crime thing. But uh, so this guy wanted to make movies, right? And he was also super into the Freemasons. And so the theory that I read on, on Reddit was that the phone call he got in the morning that was, you know, he's got to rush out was from his rich buddy that ran the company. I forget what his name was. It's like Foster uh, or something. We'll call him Joven. Joven. And so Joven called him and he was like, your initiation, because they weren't into the Freemasons, but they were going to make their own little Freemason group. He was like, your initiation's this morning. You got to come out now. And being that he was afraid of heights, the theory posits that the initiation was a zip line from one building to another. And so he gave them his phone, flip-flops, all that stuff, did the zip line, but fell off, went through the thing and died. And so they all just rushed down there and threw his items on and got out of there. Mum's the word. They don't want anyone to find out about their dumb Freemason initiative because they accidentally killed somebody on day one. And uh, it covers everything. I don't love it, but it does cover everything. Yeah, that might be better than mine. <laughs> What's yours? Let's hear yours. Uh, he was thrown from a helicopter during a nighttime copter tour. I love that. I like that. But it doesn't explain. It doesn't explain the survived phone and yeah. the flip flops. The thing about the Freemason uh, that I like about it most is. To me, the biggest question isn't what happened to him. It's why did his coworkers go, maybe if we all get on a roof and look down, we'll find something. And then they went, hey, look at that little tiny speck over there. You think that might be his shoe? Like, I, I don't know. It just, that seems a little too convenient Well, they, they saw the hole. Yeah, they saw the hole, but they saw it from, the, the pictures were like, if I saw a hole, I'd be like, oh, look at that, there's a hole in a parking garage. I never would have been like, let's check it out in case our friend. Yeah, but you didn't have a motive to look for somebody that, whose but car I, I was in the I don't think they had a motive garage. to go, where do we start? At the top of a parking garage. I, I well, know, they found his car in the lot. They found his car in a different lot. But it was adjacent. Can confirm different lot, not in the parking garage different lot it stinks a little that's all i'm saying all it right. stinks that's a little but i think that uh, it's I, it's just weird that they would go we need to go to this parking garage and look for holes that just seems strange our episode two was the one with um 
the kid Pistol and his mom was Patrice and they had the Patrice had the hair salon and the car showed up out of nowhere and they think that that whoever was in the car took her and put her uh, like killed her in the woods essentially yeah, yeah. yeah. It was I remember pistol. that one and pistol had um a very pistol was triggered by this yeah he was that's very good um yeah. he uh he had a very strained relationship with his stepfather rob mm. um myself my solve for this episode was that it was definitely, definitely Rob. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. There's no way it was not Rob, the stepdad. And I'll tell you why, because especially at the end, when he, when he went to the funeral home and made the funeral home director put her bones back together on a table so he could kiss her skull, yeah. and then he slept with the ashes for like three weeks after he got them. That's a little strange. It was fucking Rob. Mystery solved. Next. <laughs> Wait, I actually, I, I disagree. The sun out or whatever. Yeah. I actually, I think, I mean, definitely. But also, I, I think Dan and I share a similar uh, theory that the serial killer guy that they interviewed, who was like, I didn't, I didn't have anything to do with this. And then later he was like, yeah, I totally killed her. <laughs> and then, yeah, like they never explained why he was ruled out. The guy who said he did it and was a murderer, because he recanted his um, uh, admission. But they they never gave a good enough reason as to why him recanting it was enough for them to say, yeah, he's probably full of shit. Well, also like, at the end, at least one detail that it's like he recanted, and if you check out the dates, it really couldn't have been. You know, at the end of the episode, they say that there's a lot of. Um, uh, case specific information that they're not giving out because they want to make sure they have a, a real admission. Yeah, yeah. So he probably got some of those answers wrong. Yeah, and that's that ruled him out. I think you're probably right that it, that Rob at least had something to do with it. Oh, uh, you know, he definitely did it. No question. But that's that's another mind. one too, where everyone's like, "Oh my goodness, she was like this amazing mom," and and you know, there's her son Pistol and all that. And then, like, you meet them, and it's like, I think that this family might not have been the most amazing family. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, I met Pistol, and I was like, you know, I don't, you know, what's in a name? But then I met him, and I was like, oh, exactly what I thought Pistol would be. Also, you named your child after a weapon. Yeah. You're, you're already behind the eight ball. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you name him Nunchuck, that's one thing, because that's cool. <laughs> but Pistol... Yeah, like pistol's a nickname. Like, oh, it's Pistol Peak. I was just about to say, pistol is a nickname that you earn. It's not a name bestowed upon you at birth. And how do you earn a nickname by being like a little piece of shit kid? <laughs> not to knock pistol. I mean, it's an awful thing that that they're going through. I, I don't want to lighten that. But all I'm saying is, when everyone's like, they were this wonderful family, and then you meet them, and it's like, I don't know. We talk about the same people. Yeah, like <laughs> define wonderful and family. So episode three was the French episode where the father massacred his whole family and then went on the run and they couldn't find him. Yeah, buried him in the house. Or is he? I I bet they find him. No, I already solved this one, man. Like I said, I solved all these things. Um, Do you remember the guy they were talking to in the coffee shop that was like his best friend? The long long hair and like the the brown coat. Yeah, Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Oh, it is him. He became that guy? Yeah. That's what you're saying? I, yeah. I 
fucking love that. Oh, I like that too. I just assumed he was dead. <laughs> no. What because was, what he, was, uh, because he pulled like, off one of the most devious and well thought out murders ever, leaving the bodies in the cave for like over two weeks and then escaping, driving up the driving down the coast to his home, leaving his car abandoned. He looks back at the camera to be like, This is the last time you'll ever see me as me. Then he made his way back to once where the scene of the crime was and put on this disguise as his friend who we probably also killed and they just haven't found him yet i that's the best that's the best one you win that's incredible now did he have any other connections because it's been a, a few weeks since we watched him did he have any other story going on in his background like there was someone that might have a need for him to be taken out no well i mean besides like the debt collectors right no like the the um, upper upper feudal society because he was mm -hmm. like a uh, his his father was a count or something like that but he was also in a lot of debt yeah. mm -hmm. and the whole family was broke now his father didn't happen to be count Dracula because that would no. explain his ability to shift forms <laughs> and mm -hmm. his bloodlust his desire um, for murder all right, so since, under the, since we're under the gun with time, episode four, super easy solve. Um, this was the one with the... This is the worst one. This is the worst one because was this it's Alonzo? so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he went to a party and a bunch of racists got in a fight with him, killed him, and covered it up. Yeah, and all his shitty white friends left him at a party in fucking Kansas City as the only black dude there. So yeah, it was the racists. They I wish him. that they stuck it to them and asked more questions of like, but why... why did you leave like why didn't you because the one guy was like no nothing went down and then later in the same interview the very same guy was like well yeah he got in this, these two dudes got in each other's faces and there was like almost a fight and it got like real heated and racist and it was like two minutes ago you said nothing happened and, and then, then like he's like and then you left i think there's more his best friend was like i'm gonna go get cigarettes you want anything he's like yeah i'll have a pack of cigarettes and then he's like oh i got lost i gotta go home now you could have easily found your way back to the party. Yeah. If there are only three roads, then one of them will lead back to that house. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And you they didn't confirm with the guy that he said, will you give him a ride home? I don't, th I don't remember them confirming that he was like, yeah, he called me and asked me to give him a ride home. Yeah. Yeah, that, one, that whole thing stinks. But that one also just recently got reopened. Good. Like, yeah, it got cops reopened, but they arranged it in a different way that they're actually investigating actively. The police in that episode were also just your standard Midwest racist pieces of shit that mm. didn't give a shit about some black kid dying in a creek. Yeah, they don't want to help. Yeah. And like, I, I felt so, like, I was like tearing up for the family because it's like, what the fuck can you do at this point when you have like the authority won't help you? They won't even let you search the fucking place. And also, the second you do, you find them like in 30 minutes. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that was very weird. A lot of shit it, was strange a lot of shit was unsolved about this mystery but we do know that it was the racists at the party that killed him now remind me the racists at the party did some of them have law enforcement connections i feel like that was suggested. i'm sure they did it's a small town yeah and so i think it was suggested that maybe you know a fight happened he ended yeah, up there dead was... as a result of this and so then they were like we gotta cover this up and so then the body was like held up somewhere while law enforcement made a plan as always with like you know troglodyte minded men it was over a girl 
yeah. who was flir- who's flirting with Lonzo and um he didn't like he didn't like him talking to his girl. So now at what cost? Did, did it make it feel better, dude? Like fuck off. You know it's sick. It probably did make him feel better. I know. That's why they're called flyover states. Just avoid them at all costs. <laughs> yeah, that, that one's the worst one. <laughs> yeah, that one's that heartbreaking, one... but I think that one actually stands a chance of being solved as a result of the renewed attention upon it by Unsolved Mysteries. Because Unsolved I Mysteries so. has like a pretty remarkable track record in, in getting things moving on cases and getting things solved or closed. Um, you know, not like Wait, a, the, the original series. Yes, Unsolved Mysteries has like a, a pretty long list of crimes that it helped solve or missing persons cases that it helped locate. There's even a few where it was just like someone saw, you know, on TV and was like, oh, I know him. And then they just found that it was a guy who, you know, shipped town and changed identities. Someone just saw him on TV and was like, that's Hank. Well, that was also like pre-internet though, so. Yeah, that's true. I guess good on but them, still, actually. You know, I mean, they got the Alonzo one you know they're they're actively investigating that now yeah but so that's as far right. as you've gotten so you didn't get to the alien yeah. one yet yeah the alien one's alien just one? a collection of stories yeah of people who saw like an alien event at the same time nah, and it's I've a been... lot of fun but it's not as compelling as the rest um does anybody have uh anything they want to plug before we uh sign off here um check out i like to movie movie it's my other podcast uh findy.com cinema76.com uh that is all yeah um check out Depth impact on spotify or apple podcasts um and also i drop a lot of shit on my website jenna com. um i'm working on some stop motion projects for some things just to put them out there um and that's where you can find all sorts of stuff that i do at less than a muffin on social media what um i, I know we're at time but real quick what was the origin of that name i have to know <laughs> less than a muffin yeah uh so when i was in high school we made a group called the five and mike and it was just five kids that would like skip class and we had code names and mine was rock solid onion tree but that's too long to put on instagram and then uh, it was less than a muffin and that was my friend but i really liked it it doesn't mean anything it's just oh, okay it's words it's, i like it yeah it's words. it says very nicely yeah yeah and i think it captures your spirit yeah um, you can follow my dog at BB8 underscore the Corgi. Still no new follows, so fuck yourselves. Um, and also, please rate and review this show on iTunes and Spotify and whatever you get your podcast uh, hookup. And Steve, you got to watch those last two episodes and we'll, we'll go in depth. Yeah. We'll do not, 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 not in depth impact, but we'll go in depth. No, no. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, that's been Hot Property. And as always, it's, it's got, got to, to be, be good, good, and, and it's, it's got, got to, to be, be live. live.